Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 14th of December, 20, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And, um, well, we have the distinct, uh, I don't know if it's a timing thing or an honor or a displeasure or whatever, um, but uh, it didn't happen late on a Friday afternoon for like probably the first time <laughs> in the decade-long history of this show. Dave, this is the day the music, the, the day the digital, the day that digital died. Kind of like the day the music died, except uh, a little bit more polite and uh, a lot more impactful. Um, about a half hour ago, the uh, Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, uh, in a three to two straight down party line vote, the uh, Republican or GOP led. Uh, FCC has um, canceled the 2015 Obama-era Title II protection for uh, the Internet, otherwise known uh, as net neutrality. Those provisions no longer exist. It is over. Um, well, kind of. But the vote went down 3-2 to two again about 45 minutes ago. Net neutrality as we knew it, just, just two years old, has, uh, has ended. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's funny. We we have debated each other um, in different cities across the United States. We've debated each other and talked about the issue um, on this radio show ad infinitum. We've listened to um, countless other podcasts and uh, read countless articles. And honest to goodness, I, I'm there too. I'm struggling to find the right words. Um, it's easily summed up as a yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you and I have debated, and I always took the, the, the telco side. But, I mean, you know, and, and probably most of our, our regular listeners know, you know, that was to make for a good discussion. Um, I think anybody in our industry, or at least most people in our industry who aren't working for telcos, <laughs> has, to, has to side on. You were only saying that stuff to get into the conferences for free, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think it, it led to some good discussions, and, you know, more frank discussions about the, the pros and cons. And then, to be quite honest, helped me understand what their arguments were because that helped me understand what was really at stake. Right? I mean, it's 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 interesting you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna liken this we, we've got a you know some local government stuff going on here um and, and there's some some zoning changes in one of the councillors and there's a vote tonight on it um and one of the councillors is like you know what the developers are just too excited about this so i'm i'm a little concerned <laughs> no other reason just like they're too excited about this and I, I took a lot of the same approach um you know to, to the net neutrality debate it's like ooh, they're just they're too excited about this. <laughs> and so there's inherently a problem here with, with what's going on. Um, you know, a lot of examples of, of the way other countries are, 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 you know, sort of saying you want to access to streaming video. Okay. Here's the package you need. We've all seen it in, in our television packages. It's why television is dying, right? It's because, okay, well I'm going to have to pay, you know, $120 just to get that one channel I want in one of the upper tiers. Uh, however, we're talking about the internet. I don't have a choice but to get that upper tier, right? Certainly, I don't. I, some people do, but but I don't. Um, and that's sort of what I'm viewing at stake here. Is okay. Now we can go to a, a, a tiered system. I don't think they're going to play around. And I might be ignorant here, but I don't think they're going to play around as much. And you know, we're going to throttle Google because we don't like them, right? Or, or whatever. But I can see them going to people like me or you or, you know, even worse, like hosting providers, you know, David Vogelpohl over at WP Engine is probably like, okay, what the heck happens now to, to our boss? Yeah. Um, and, and these are the things that are, that are going to impact us. And of course, that's going to hit small businesses because if they increase the rates for hosting providers, then starting up a small business, especially if you need, you know, decent, you know, I just host a website for mine, but I have clients who, who have massive systems, or if you're AH refs or Majestic or any of these tool providers, what happens to you? And then 
my costs go up. So it, it, I think it's, it's a real blow to small business. It's important to keep a couple of things in mind. Number one, um, the FCC is a commission formed by and ruling over the American people only. Mm-hmm. So the loss of net neutrality happens within the United States. Here in Canada, net neutrality is actually enshrined in law. And was uh, our, our Prime Minister, um, uh, Justin Trudeau, a week and a half ago, came out and publicly uh, and publicly stated, nothing's going to change in Canada. We, we are, we're, we're, we're not allowing for a two-tiered internet in Canada. Now, uh, same with Britain, same with Germany, same with France, same with uh, even China has a single-tiered internet in that in the, <laughs> in that they also have this great firewall that blocks a crap load of content. So they, they, I wouldn't say China has net neutrality, but they also don't have multiple charges for different, different tiers of the net. Um, right. The point being that the FCC's decision affects the United States. It does not affect Canada. It does not affect Mexico. It does not affect Brazil. It does not affect Japan. It does not affect England. The way it might affect us in the future is, say, Netflix has to spend uh, the equivalent of a dollar more per customer just to get premium bandwidth um, to American customers, it will likely pass that cost on to all customers around the world rather um, than just focus it in the United States. We might also see beloved services, smaller services, um, just stop operating because they, they can't afford the extra. Um, but here's the thing. This is really important. This is really hour one after the decision was made. Nothing has changed yet. The internet, as all listeners know it, is exactly the same right now as it was when they woke up this morning. Right. And it's actually, here's, here's, here's the thing to wrap our heads around. It's going to be exactly the same tonight when we go to sleep. And when we wake up tomorrow morning, it will be exactly the same. Because this is, um, there's several steps that have to happen now before the law that was, that was passed in 2015. Before that law is completely repealed, there are several stages that actually have to, have to legally happen, and they haven't happened yet. One of those stages is most certainly um, going to, uh, is, is, is most certainly going to be a, a court battle. Um, Reddit CEO Steve Huffman um, and his co-founder um, Alexis Ahan issued a statement today saying today's vote is the beginning, not the end. While the fight to preserve net neutrality is going to be longer than we'd hoped for, it's far from over. So, you know, many have asked what happens next. We don't know exactly. We don't exactly know yet, but it seems like the FCC's decision will be challenged in court soon, and we would be supportive of that challenge. Uh, they go on to mention that Congress can step up and create strong rules. Um, that uh, uh, governments change over time, and that it's a very complex process that will take time. We also know that various state governments are um, either taking the federal government to court, the FCC to court, or just sort of standing with their arms crossed, saying, "Not in my state, Jack." Um, Washington State, as an example, uh, is not. Uh, Washington State's governor um, has has said straight up, "Like we're passing net neutrality laws that will affect the state." So who knows? Dave? I, I, what I'm trying to say is a bunch of stuffs up in the air. It has to go before Congress to get enacted as a real law, and it has to uh, it'll has to go through the courts. So yeah. maybe nothing will change. <laughs> Fingers crossed. If it does, though, <laughs> like, like if this actually does happen, small companies like, you know, Netflix, you know, did you know that Netflix was once just somebody's idea? <laughs> and it had to start some, somewhere, right? Like, like yeah. somebody had a really good idea, and they thought, I can beat Blockbuster at their own game. They put these, like, red boxes in, in uh, shopping malls and supermarkets across the United States. And then they figured out how to use the internet to deliver those videos rather than have to have like, you know, a blockbuster in a shopping mall yep. or a blockbuster in a, in a supermarket. So they beat blockbuster by innovating faster. 
And they were able to do that because they had the free open web to do it on. And now Reed Hoffman is in charge of a revolutionary business that has actually set the, set the business model for television broadcasting into the future. Yeah. Um, that's what we lose when we lose net neutrality. We lose that level of innovation. Well, at least that we don't, because we're in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be doing that innovating. As a matter of fact, Dave, I'm kind of happy about this. This is what my next article is going to be. I mean, you, you think they were pissed off at the stuff I put in Search Engine Journal today, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I write about how... Um, and I'm and I'm going to write about that those tens of billions that we know Google's parent company Alphabet Incorporated is investing in my city right now because they don't want to invest in the states because of stuff like this. Well, exactly. I, you know, you, you you did hit on on an interesting thing for those of us sort of north of the 49th. Well, I mean, technically, I'm not north of the 49th, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, those of us in in Canada or or in other countries, um, but specifically Canada, I think, is in a in a strong spot here because of the the. the Strong presence of the internet in, in the U.S., of course, and, and not just presence, but but dominance um, of internet properties. There, um, you have like archive.org moving up into you know their their data centers up into Canada already. Um, and and you're right, it is you know with every loss in one group, um, there's an opportunity in another. And so you're right, there are some some supplemental benefits my concern of course will come in and yours too and i'm sure you know this is kind of what we can be what we're talking about here is that's great okay so let's say netflix moves up here because they like that net neutrality that doesn't mean it won't be throttled at the border right so that's my problem um if the americans want to throttle themselves why should the rest of us care <laughs> right. i mean i, 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 I think we should i don't know actually i do i i, I believe we should care Oh, and indeed we should. And I mean, you you hit the you know you hit that nail on the head. Is that sort of helps? Okay, now you know Netflix can go. All right, well we're not raising the price to Canadians, uh, but that same business marketing into the states, uh, which is a strong percentage of their market share, um, you know, is is going to be is going to be restricted there. And and you bring up a good point. It's not you know it still has to get through Congress. There's there's still a lot of you know sort of securities for us. It'll be interesting to see if the states are you know, coming out for against it, what, you know, how even that works out, like, you know, how, wow. if they're throttling it at a, at a, or, or charging more at a hosting level, does that host now move to Washington? Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the, the dislocation from this kind of chaos, um, it's not good for business. And that's what it comes yeah. down to at the end of the day. We're all in the, we're, we're, I'm working. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook cause I like the environment. In fact, I detest the Facebook environment, and I detest the Twitter environment. It's mean, it's nasty, and people don't actually read stuff before commenting, so they don't, they don't have the context of, on what they're getting pissed off about in the first place. They're just getting pissed off, and I'm tired of that. I spend my time in those environments because that's where I make my money. Right. It's business. I'm not here to have fun. I'm here to do a service for my clients and have them pay me for it. And if I can have fun along the way, that, that makes my day go faster. Um, the people in the the people in the American tech community, they're here to do business. They're good at it, but their hands just got tied together. Yeah, and you know what's like, you know, like when I mean, we forget to take the handcuffs off, and you got to type in something, and you know, it's impossible. So, yeah, 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 I'm with you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I'm not exactly sure where that came from, but like, you know. That's kind of weird, Dave. <laughs> okay, we got a couple more seconds before we got to go to a commercial break. Um, uh, Where do you want to go? So much happened. Where do you want to go? I want to go. I want to go to New York City. I heard a weird rumor. I'm not sure where this is coming from, but um, uh, um, I think there's going to be uh, fewer conferences happening. Um, in New York, in the near future, I uh, heard a rumor that SMX is going to be alternating between uh, between coasts year to year. So one year there'll be an SMX West, the next year there'll be an SMX in New York, but they won't have both. Interesting. See, now I did not hear that. Um, 
obviously that's that's very interesting though um and now you know what does that end up meaning are they bigger conferences and each that's that's going to be interesting to see that play out yeah i can't say where that came from but um that's a rumor that's out there if anyone can verify that if anyone actually knows um i'd be very curious about uh whether that's true yeah, I'd be very curious where that's true. Yeah, sorry, somebody just tweeted my name, and I was like, "Look, Candy." <laughs> <laughs> and this is the problem with Facebook and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it blows your head. I mean, even face, even old Facebook executives are coming out going, "Hey, are you sure you want to have that?" Like, that's kind of uh, that's kind of icky. You never know where it's been. <laughs> okay, on that, we gotta, we got, we gotta go somewhere. We gotta go to commercial break land, but we will be back. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beesaw Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger, Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 14th of December, 2017. 15 more shopping days to Christmas. One more week to Christmas holidays. Yeah, and uh, we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn. St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there's some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hitcher and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology. It's the fourteenth uh, of December, twenty seventeen. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, you know, it's negative twenty seven outside my window right now, Dave. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you. It's insanely cold in Toronto, and it's, it was when I when I last looked. But even though it's like cold, there's snow on the ground. Um, I got to wear this like mega parka just to step out my front door. It doesn't feel a lot like Christmas for some reason this year. No. Have you had a chance to do your shopping? No. Not a bit. Um, not, um, my, uh, my partner, Shoshana, has been very, very sick, so we haven't had a chance to, to get out a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's just me we're talking about. I can get my shopping done in this last-minute <laughs> orgy of panic on, like, the 22nd or something. <laughs> Why does Amazon two-day shipping not count right now? Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, now this is weird. I'm I'm one of the last remaining people who, for some reason, just can't do his Christmas shopping online. I got to touch it. I got to go to the store. It's got to be. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm weird this way, but I got to go pick up the gift before I give it. You know what I mean? I'm. It's an integrity thing, Dave. <laughs> and Not your local uh, merchants appreciate it. Well, and there's that too. 
um, retail merchants rely on Christmas. Um, the period between, like, say, mid-November, American Thanksgiving, and the uh, 25th of December is, and I was in retail once, you know, I get it. I had a store once. Um, and, yeah, so it's just if they don't, if they don't make, meet those numbers in that period, they're dead. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. And I don't know. My heart breaks for them, and um, and I'm I'm just I'm just a luddite this way, even though I work the environment. <laughs> but uh, it just weirds me out how fast how fast it's coming up on us. And I guess there's just been so much to talk about in the political and the web world that uh, it just feels like time is surfing up on us so fast. Indeed. Um, and this happens, and this happens all the time in the SEO world, and. Uh, it happens, and, and the weird thing is, we do it to ourselves. But more often than not, our clients somehow do this to us, and they never mean to. But you know how, like, you're the SEO just for some reason is always the last person to know when there's major changes happening to a website, like uh, <laughs> I should say, like a website structure. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, we were gonna go HTTPS, but we thought we wanted to move the blog. To us, to its own subdomain, because that seemed like a really good idea. Um, <laughs> why do you look like that, Dave? <laughs> why do you spit at yourself? <laughs> um, so you go, you, you 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 put this piece in Search Engine Land. It was published on uh, December the thirteenth, which would have been kind of sort of yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, visualizing your site structure in advance of a major change and. Uh, the reason I introduced it with this always happens to us. No one ever gives us a chance to actually visualize it is because as you lay out in your in the in the uh, the, the, the article, which is actually really long but packed full of incredible information. If you know, we just had a chance to plan ahead to visualize what's going to happen to uh, be able to predict the effect of X, Y, and Z number, Z changes, the uh, SEO performance is likely going to be far stronger. But again, I suggest we're the last ones to know this stuff. <laughs> but if we were, what would, like, 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 when you say visualize website structure, I'm, I'm trying to give you a segue into a very long <laughs> explanation. So what do you mean? Uh, good segue. Um, there's, there's, uh, it is a, a sort of large process the first time. So for, for, for listeners who've never used this process, um, it takes a while the first time you're doing it because you're going to be learning some new, uh, some new tools and some different ways to apply them. Once you get it down to a, to a process, then it just, it just flies, right? Like for those of us, you, me, you know, people in the industry who would do this repetitively, you know, by the end you can do it in, you know, get the data together inside of, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And then, and then you'd have to, you know, it takes hours to, to analyze it after that, depending on what you're looking for. Um, but basically for, for the process that I, I was outlining here, and there's a bunch of different permutations you can do on it, but the process I actually outlined, all it takes is screaming frog. And if you, you know, if you've got a small site, the free version of that will do, um, Gephi, um, which is just a free tool. It's, it's linked to from the article, and that's the visualization component, and Google Analytics, another free tool. So basically, if you've got a small site, it's free. If you've got a large site, you should probably have the, the paid version of Screaming Frog anyway. <laughs> right? So, um, you know, at least if you're, if you're an SEO, you know, if you're sort of one of our listeners, you're, you're, you're an SEO. Um, and basically what this process allows you to do, you, you crawl your site with Screaming Frog, and, and basically the only data you need from that, you just do a simple export of what are all your pages linking to? So all of your internal link structure, you know, Screaming Frog will do that. You do an export um, of, your, of your HTML pages and you have a full map of, of all your pages and, and how they link together. Um, so, and this is to get your, your first set. Then what you can do um, is you upload that into a tool called Gephi, which is, again, a, a free tool. Um, and what it, even with just that basic information, just your, you, you've run your crawl and you've imported it into Gephi, you can get some really neat stuff because what it does is it creates a, a visual of what they refer to technically as the edges and nodes. What we can you know, basically call the nodes of your pages, the edges are how they link. <laughs> like, so basically, it'll, it'll create a, a visualization of the full 
mapping of your entire site. Um, what I like to do, um, and I, I'm looking at this now, and I'm actually recommending the change. So the the example I used in this piece is actually a true example that I, I had just been uh, been doing for a client was going, okay, I've got this big top navigation and it links to a bunch of sub pages. Um, I, I, I've done some click testing. These areas don't get get clicked. Um, so, and, and they're not the most important SEO pages on the site. So what happens if I remove all of these pages from the top navigation? So let's say individual product links. It's not specific to this example, but it, it, it's yes. more neat commerce site. So you have a drop down with all your different blue widget types. What happens if you remove that, have just the one link to your blue widgets page and on that page link to all the different types of blue widgets. It's a simple example. Um, So what happens in that case and what happens to maybe some of your other pages? So what happens to those pages that are also in your top nav, um, but they link to uses of blue widgets. In in this, in the instance I was looking at here, these are pages where these are the keyword pages. These are where in in the client's case I I was thinking of when I was doing this, the service pages, right? So this is actually, and in his case, people aren't looking for quarter inch blue widgets. They're looking for the uses of blue widgets and, and, and phrases around that. So what happened? So I created a dev server. Unfortunately, um, his included it, uh, included a dev server, but set up some simple 395 hosting. That'll do. It doesn't have to be fast. Um, and, and basically just duplicated his site, removed that element from the top navigation, Uh, like removed all the drop downs quick and easy, created a page. And I didn't have to create a nice looking page. I just created a page with links to all those, you know, all the specific products that I was eliminating from the top nav. So just create one page that links to all those pages that you're removing just because you, you would, you would have a blue widgets link and then allow a person to, to navigate down through them. Sure. I then run the same crawl over it. Now, what you can do is now compare these two. So what I'm looking at here is just the internal linking structure differences between the two. I've got my internal linking structure visualized um, in one instance with the full top nav and, and a visualization of what it will look like after. Neat, but not heavily useful. <laughs> right? okay. it, it, it produces some, some neat stuff. But what you can then do, and it, it's outlined in that. People don't have to like try and figure this out from themselves. The, the article actually shows you know, screenshots of how to do this. You can then pull in your Google Analytics data and have those nodes, those pages that are appearing in your visualization, size themselves based on their incoming traffic. So you oh, can now start to, you can start to see, yeah, what, what, am I moving the ones with the larger dots out? But built into Gephi, and this is the really awesome part of it, built into Gephi, it has the page rank algorithms, um, the, the initial ones. Like the, 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 so these aren't 100% accurate, but they give a good idea of what's going to happen. So you can just run, you just click a button, and it runs page rank over it, understanding the full internal linking structure. You can then go over, and they actually have, like a, it looks like an Excel spreadsheet view. It's called the Data Laboratory, and you can actually see what happened to your page rank in each of these two instances. So you can look at what happened to the page rank on your largest bubbles. What happened to the ones that have the most traffic? Did its page rank go up or down? So you can get a good feel for how you're impacting your page rank onto the pages that have the highest incoming traffic to your site at any given time and start to weigh things off. And in the client's case I was looking at, yeah, some of those pages were going to lose some page rank, but that's okay because their incoming traffic was all branded traffic. They're going to have that anyway. And so we went forward with it, right? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they didn't, you know, drop in rankings for their brand. It, it didn't impact them at all. Um, and then they did, we did see an improvement in the page rank to, the pages that we were actually trying to target, these service-based pages, the ones that, you know, what do I do with blue widgets? How do I install a blue widget here? Those types of pages did improve in page rank. And when it was deployed, we actually did see not magical, massive changes, but we saw a good couple position moves um, on most of them. So it was a really, really simple change, but it let me go in ahead of time being able to accurately predict what was going to happen. And it did play out. And this isn't the only example. I've done this a number of times. Um, and it's consistently good. Um, occasionally you'll get some little outlier points, but it's, it's mostly in the data laboratory where you're looking at it kind of like an Excel sheet and you can actually sort of map what's going on and compare that with the keywords and go, okay, is this acceptable gain or loss? Am I getting the gains where I want them? Where the visualization is really neat is you can all of a sudden start to see, in this case, the nodes or the pages, if you start to see them pulling out 
on this visualization, you know, they've got less links because you're applying something called gravity through Gaffy. So you can pull them in or you can lower the gravity. So they're pulled out. It, gravity is basically just how much strength are the nodes going to pull on each other? Or are these edges going to pull these nodes together, lighten it, and they start to spread out a bit. So you can start to see, okay, which pages are maybe moving out further. That means they have less link weight coming to them. The handy part about that isn't really, hey, what's its direct impact on rankings going to be necessarily, because that's more reflected in, in your page rank metrics that you're going to be seeing. But what it does let you know is, or, or lets you ask the question, why is it now moving out or in? Why is its link structure being impacted in a weird way? Is that good or bad? It may be good. It may be bad. It may be predicted. Um, you know, for example, the individual product ones, yeah, they all moved out a little bit. They were supposed to, but there were actually a couple outlier pages uh, from inside his blog that also moved out. So it's like, okay, why is that? What are these blog pages? Were they, you know, okay, they were linked from these product pages. So, yeah, they were reduced a little bit in the page rank passing. Is that acceptable or is that not? Yeah, these are like 2012 blog posts, right? Like irrelevant, mm -hmm. no problem, acceptable loss. But it just gives you that insight before you've deployed a massive site structure change to really understand what's probably going to happen. And it's, it's highly reliable. Well, and then this is what I, what I, what I, what I next question I wanted to ask. Um, and you've almost half answered it, but it's still going to be a really subjective question. Um, one of the things that's really scary in in in, in doing major uh, structure changes, hell, even doing a site migration, is you're not positive what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, you got a pretty good idea. This should work out okay. I've done this right. It's at my three hundred ones properly. Incidentally, this would be the first two steps. Would be an amazingly easy method to figure out your three hundred ones. So anyway, you've got your 301 set properly. You've done everything right. You still got that weird feeling in the pit of your stomach, like 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 you left the bathtub water running or something. Something might happen, right? Mm -hmm. So, given that, what what would you say your success rate with this is? Um, I would say success rate on it proving what I needed or not um, is is if not 100% really close to it. There's every single time there's going to be some odd anomaly kicking in there, but I've never deployed it and ended up with a net loss, um, which is, is what I really want. Um, you know, in, in this client's case, for example, when I, the one that inspired the piece and, and the specific, you know, pull in analytics, I could have pulled in, um, you know, the ones with the most backlinks and had it sized by those instead of whatever, right? There's, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. Um, but I wanted to look at analytics because I wanted to make sure we weren't going to lose any traffic <laughs> in this, in this move. Um, cause he has some, some good solid traffic now. Um, so to that, yeah, there were a couple pages which ended up losing unexpectedly, but his net loss or his net gain was in double digit percentages and, and very rapidly double digit organic improvement. Um, so overall highly successful, there were a few anomalies, um, which, you know, because I had all this mapping, I was able to sort of figure it out pretty fast because I, I had all this data in front of me and I'm like, okay, why did this lose? Okay. Here's why it lost. Okay. Now here's how we fix that. Here's where it lost those internal links. And so, you know, if it's an important page, let's rebuild them. If it's not a blog post from 2012, ignore it, move on, or, you know, maybe build into, you know, indicating something. And this, we did this in a few pages go, Oh, okay. Well, actually, you know, that, that was actually a decent page back then. Um, so let's get the client to write a new page about that now, but that's, you know, from 2017 and, and, and link through to that and, and work out some ways on the internal linking structure to boost that up. So it, it helps find some, some additional little clues on things, mainly because you do get that visual element, right? That, that data is great, but a nice visual is sometimes really handy to look at. Um, so I guess the, the, the short answer to your question would be 100% of the time we've ended up with a net gain. Um, and I'm not even counting usability, which the client experienced a better usability because this area wasn't actually used by any visitors. Um, but we've ended up in a positive on organic traffic, but there have been some, some little anomalies where we went, oh, okay, didn't, didn't see that coming. It didn't show up in the metrics. But because we have the metrics, we can figure out what happened really fast and repair it if we want to or don't if it's if it's irrelevant well this is a um a method that i that i'm 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 highly highly recommending uh seos at the very least read through this paper check it out try it yourself a couple of times like dave said these tools are free so it's not gonna it's 
not going to cost you anything unless you actually really want to go hardcore and make this part of your um, SEO practice. And I think you should. And then, and, and besides the fact that, besides what what David said, that he's had you know nearly a hundred percent accuracy in using this. One of the things one of the things I always say is that when you when you when you're doing something as an SEO to a client site, one of the first rules is do no harm. If you don't mm-hmm. know the if you don't have the outcome down, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. You know, um, in this case, you've Dave um, found a way to. And there's no guarantees. You're not guaranteeing an outcome, but you found a way to to visualize it, uh, to, to, to to use your word, and uh, have a far better expectation of outcomes. Indeed, indeed, and that's you know often all we can do is just go, "What is our probability?" And it, it was originally. I'm going to give a hat tip to you know him, I know him, Patrick Stocks. Um, no way, really? Yeah, uh, he originally introduced me to the tool, completely different application of it, but it first introduced me to Gephi um, through one of the, the articles he'd written, and it, 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 it was outstanding. He didn't do use, he probably does use it in similar ways I do, but he, he wasn't using it for that in, in, in what I'd read him using, and that was from a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, he, he originally came, so hat tip to him. Um, and yeah, all, it's not going to give you the answer, but it will support your hypothesis, which is all, all we can often do. And it's, it's highly reliable. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever met Patrick? Met him live? Not, not in person. No, I, I keep you know, tweeting back and forth with him and following what he reads. Cause I think he's a really bright guy. Um, but, uh, no, I've never met him at a conference or something like that. Met him twice now. And, uh, really nice, personable, smart, um, and he's exactly the kind of person that you want to see. You want to see as an up and comer in the industry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so good. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm thrilled to, to, to hear you mention his name uh, again. I'm, I think we've had him on the show at least once. I'd love to have him on again. <laughs> well, I think we can arrange that. Yeah, probably. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to brag the puck because we got like a minute and a half before we're going to go to another break. Um, what do we got that'll take about a minute and a half? Um, well, this one's a pretty fast and easy one. Um, Microsoft has now added, or Bing has now added Reddit into their search results. <laughs> um, uh, and that helps me how? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a good question. Now, I do use Reddit, um, and I do like Reddit, so for, for me, it's, it's kind of handy. But um, personally, I will end up going... I would still go straight to Reddit, <laughs> um, but I do find it interesting mainly because it's sort of showing them um, following Google in, in weird ways because Google just recently started testing, showing best answers from Stack Exchange in their results and carousels um, and then actually indicating which are the best ones. So I find it, I, it's not really following because it's a different application, but I do find it interesting that now Bing's pulling in additional um you just sort of feed sources um, in there. And, and I find Reddit a, an interesting one in a weird way. I kind of like it mainly because it, it may give a bit of extra, you know, ground exposure to, to Reddit. Cause I do, I do like it personally. Um, but you know, it, it, we'll, we'll see how it ends up playing out and whether they, they end up keeping this as part of their system. How does it manifest? How, how, how does a Reddit result manifest in Bing? Um, it doesn't say in big screaming letters, Reddit. No, no, and it, it's brand new. They've just struck the deal to pipe their data um, straight in. So, um, and this is just a new announcement. So I'm not even sure exactly how it's going to be sort of displayed on the page. Um, and how do you determine like, how is, is Bing? And, and they do have, to their credit, Bing has some pretty solid AI going on as well. Well, Microsoft does. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they sort of filter because you know it, I know it, probably all of our listeners know it. Reddit's kind of a dangerous place. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, also, I'm, like, remember what happened with Dig? When, 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 remember what happened when Neil Patel got his hands on Dig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I mean, on the on the Reddit front, come on, 
Brent Satoris, I'm looking right at you, buddy. <laughs> Indeed. I don't, th- I don't think that those fellows at Reddit have any idea what they've just done. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does become a, you know, in some ways, they're probably better. Maybe they've got some negotiations going on with Google, but they're like, let's test this with Bing first. Uh, <laughs> we love you and everything, but honestly, we, we want to test you with Bing. Yeah. yeah, this is where we need to figure out where everything goes sideways. Because, uh, yeah, there are some some fairly dark areas of Reddit um, where it, it will need to be pretty carefully handled. I assume they're going to be sticking to specific subreddits, right? Ones oh, that they, you know, have pre-filtered and gone, okay, this is actually a good place. Like I use it for tech, right? Or I use it for governmental things. You can get a little sketchy there, but like in, in the language people use, but they're usually pretty much on point. I mean, it gets vicious well, yeah. back and forth. If but you want to know what's happening in Victoria, sorry, if you want to know what's happening in your hometown, um, reddit.com slash r slash name of town. Yeah. And you get a pretty good indicator of what's going on in town. Um, I'm at, I'm at r slash Toronto all the time because that is the best news aggregator in this city. Yeah, um, and that's exactly what I use it for. And I think if they keep it to stuff like that, yup. <laughs> you know, you may end up getting some language in there that you're going to have to have your AI looking pretty heavily on some weird languages because people will swear and insult each other using very, very colorful and creative ways that you really don't want displaying in your SERP result. <laughs> um, but, you know, as long as they can get a handle on that, I think it could be a, a fairly big-ish win for them. I think it's a bigger win for Reddit um, as they head forward. Bing? has anywhere depending depending on where you are and uh when the when the most recent microsoft operating system was released bing has anywhere between 10 and 20 percent of the uh search marketplace at any given time right mm-hmm. so that's ignoring 10 to 20 percent like uh, that's a lot of a heck of a lot of people um to 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 um to bypass uh so get your material into reddit because that might get you onto the um, front front page of Bing. Okay, we got to take one more break here on uh, on Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're coming back with breaking news um, on uh, Google Search Console. We'll get to that in just a moment. But before we get to that, uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Bing's Targeted Marketing, this is Jim Andrew Digital Ways Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off now. 
now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Marijuana! Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We are rounding up the hour and, uh, took a little bit longer than a break there, so uh, we only have a few minutes left in the show, but this is an important one. It's, um, uh, Kind of breaking news. News uh, that that actually broke yesterday, late in the afternoon. Um, Google has been promising for years now that we would fi- that we uh, would have uh, historic data transported over to Search Console. We've had it in Google Analytics for well as long as I can rem- as long as Google Analytics has been around, I can remember. But Search Console, we've only been able to go back like um, three to six months. Well, the new beta version of Search Console lets you go back, um, well, the, as long as the websites existed. Thank goodness, eh? Yeah, no, that was, that was a great one. Looking at the um, sort of visualizations, and I, I was waiting and, and didn't get one in time uh, for a confirmation from Alan Blywythe, um, because he is part of the, the beta test group. So I was like, okay, tell me I can get this. Um, I remember when they were first asking and John had said, what do you want? Um, and, and originally they were thinking of 12 months, right? Giving people 12 months. Um, and I had just sent him a tweet going, give me 13. <laughs> just just, just <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me 13 months. Um, and the reason for that, I have a lot of clients and travel. Um, and I don't just want to compare what's happening to somebody's rankings, you know, this month over the month before this three month segment over the three months before oh, I want to compare what they're doing year over year. And that, and that uh, is actually absolutely need it. No question. It, well, exactly. I mean, when I'm doing reports, I really like to compare what was your traffic change, you know, to listening sound because travel in August versus July. Okay. That might be up or down, but let's look at what happened last year in the same two. And that's the segment I, I'm really interested in because it's like, okay, if your traffic went down 3% in, in organic traffic, you know, this year, okay, that's, that's interesting to know. But if I can compare it with last year and go, okay, you're up by a bunch. Great. But that doesn't even really tell me what happened last month. Did I improve last month? Because that tells me year over year and you know, it's been 12 months. I, I sure hope they've improved. Um, but if I can compare last year, July to August versus this year, July to August and go, okay, last year you went down 14%. This year you went down two. seasonally. You're meant to go down but you went down less. So really, I'm going to record this as a 12% gain. Yeah, it's actually, this looks like a loss, but it's actually a win. But it's actually a win. Um, and that's what I was really excited for. And everything I'm seeing now, I haven't had a chance to play with it because I'm not part of the, the, the beta group. John, if you're listening, uh, invite oh, me next that, time. Alan. <laughs> you're probably like, stop at Davies. You'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> and I would be, I'm on the radio right now. Um, but you know, I, I've been, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> from what I can see on the screenshots that have been shared, and these are allowable shares, um, the screenshots I have seen, it does look like we're going to be getting that, that time frame that I'm really, really anxious to get. <laughs> So that I think will, will be a great, great saving grace for a lot of us. Um, historically, you know, I use tools like Raven, for example, or, or other ones to do some rank tracking, but pulling from search console, they'll hold that historical information, but search consoles are set up, you know, years ago. So when I get a new client, okay, Raven's just starting to collect it, (laughs) you know, or or whatever you're using for reporting. That's, that's one of the ones I happen to use. So if Raven's just starting to collect it, it's going to be a good year. I'm not going to be able to give you your year over year stuff and tell you, show you what I'm doing on year over year improvements or or losses, you know, as, as could happen. Um, I I can't report that until I've, you've been with me that long. Now we'll be able to. And I think that puts a lot of reporting capabilities into, into our hands and a lot of troubleshooting capabilities. Well, that's what I was going to say. I get a lot of forensic work. Like, why did my website mess up? Um, what, and, and, and when you're doing forensic work, you really do got to dig back into the history of the website. Um, this gives me just that much, that, a greater, that many more tools to work with. And uh, it's most appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I don't know if there's any change in search console that has excited this community more than the opening up of that data. 
Uh, well, yeah, but it was, it was, there has been a change that's excited the community more, but it was the opposite of excitement. It was more like <laughs> disappointment. That was, uh, the <laughs> continued restriction of, of actual important search data. Are you so referring what, to the not provided? Well, I, I, I tell you, but then, you know, Google would get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, what do you want in search console information? <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I love Search Console. I'm so pleased it's open, and uh, we complain and we uh, we joke about it a lot. But could you imagine a world where it wasn't there? Oh yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely mandatory. One of the things I also like about this, I haven't had a chance to use it, but then I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. Um, is understanding, you know, let's look at an e-commerce site for example. If we're seeing these gains and losses year over year, and I, I work on you know some tech sites, not just just my own, but like technology sites, um, actually being able to look back and go, okay, if there was a gain or if there was a loss, let's actually just talk about the losses here and look and go, which pages were those organic losses on? That might not tell us it's bad SEO. It might give us some, some additional insights um, into, okay, what phrases are people adjusting as they're going across? Oh, okay, you know, here's what phrases that page was ranking for. It's still ranking for them, but your traffic's down 60%. All right. <laughs> now let's revisit why that is. It, it, let's assume that the product or service is still valid and, and still, still actively searched. All right, let's start looking at the keywords that are being used there and how this product's being described. Um, to, to try and capture some new stuff. So I think it'll help us also start to isolate sort of larger trends in, in the adjustments on the way people are searching for specific things. Cool. Okay. We got about, a, we got about one minute left that we'd be remiss not to mention the uh, article, the uh, place that you, me and 45 of our closest colleagues appeared in this morning. Uh, Search engine journal has again, has again published um, a, uh, 2018 predictor, uh, 47 SEOs uh, get together and uh, talk about um, Google being the future, etc. Well, actually, 46 SEOs got together and talked about that, and I talked about politics. But because um, <laughs> actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, uh, Danny Goodwin asked, "What do you think is going to affect the search industry most in 2018?" Honest, I had to give the honest answer, right? Um, mm -hmm. We spent the entire first segment talking about a loss in net neutrality. That's politics. Yeah. Uh, terrible, but it's the way it is. And speaking of terrible and the way it is, we're out of time. We've done it. It happens. All hour gone. So we're here next week, absolutely for sure. We're still not sure on the 28th. We didn't need to know that at all. But we are going to be here next week. In the meantime, friends, in case we don't talk to you because you're not here next week, you may or may not be. Happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy holidays. Be safe, be smart, don't hurt yourselves, don't hurt anybody else, don't drink and drive, but drink plenty, it's good for you. Um, and uh, yeah, we will talk to you next week, and if you're not around next week, we will talk to you next year. But happy holidays, everyone. Talk to you soon. expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.